Round one is complete. Paul Williams is back. Welcome to the Advanced Analytics NBA podcast. My name's Guy Williams. I'm joined by my literal brother, Paul Williams. Hi, everybody. And I've got a new voice. It's not permanent. I am riddled with COVID. <laughs> and uh, I'm also joined by my figurative brother, JT. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm COVID free, uh, riddles free. Also, <laughs> you sound you sound really good. It's time for round two. I'm not I'm not riddles free. Thirty white horses on a red hill. They stamp. <laughs> they clamp. They stamp. They champ, and then they stand still. What am I? A newspaper? No. Say that one again. I want to get it. 30 white horses on a red hill. They stamp, they champ, and then they stand still. Chess, chess piece. You're a chess piece. No. You're a thief. Correct. Nice. You wrote that yourself. No, I didn't. It's from Lord of the It's from The Hobbit. No you one else wrote that. There's no, no way anyone, there's no way it's from The Hobbit. Gollum wrote that. <laughs> he did write it. Do you know what I was thinking about riddles recently? 99% of historical riddles rely on like real extreme sexism. They're like, uh, my, uh, my sister was uh, in the hospital room with me, but I'm the doctor. How could that be? And it's like, no one will ever guess that the woman could be a doctor as well. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> that honestly underpins all riddles, basically. <laughs> it's, also uh, crazy that, it's crazy that Gollum did one about white teeth. It's like his teeth weren't white. Yeah, not called what? Do you think maybe that's what it's really big riddle that's keeping like sexism alive? So they don't want to <laughs> yeah. have to start from scratch. Yeah, no one's talking about big riddle enough. <laughs> it's time for the NBA podcast we call Advanced Analytics. Just before we were recording, I asked JT what he thought of the NBA, and he said very confidently that this year is a bubble championship, and it's a bit of a fraud. JT, you've got to you've got to elaborate on what the hell you're talking about. Mm, a lot of injuries, don't you guys reckon? Seems fake. I don't, something about it seems fake to me. I feel like bubble now in the lexicon just means where there's like too much crazy luck all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, well, but I feel like that's been at least the last three years, and the year before that was 2019 Raptors, where KD and Clay went down. That so, was hugely bubbly, though. That was like one of the biggest bubbles. That was before. Yeah. Even, so, so the last the last four years have been massive bubbles. That's what you're saying. I, I reckon the long, last non-bubble championship was probably yeah the Warriors slash Cavs those years. Everything since has been a bubble. Okay, wow, there's a lot of bubble talk going on. It's certainly exciting. Let's look at that for a second because uh, the Suns have been without Devin Booker but managed to get across the, the line. The uh, Bucks lose their second best player in Chris Middleton and now Joel Embiid seems to be out at least for probably, we don't know, but they say indefinitely. Um, so very, I mean, they were already looking bad in that series matchup maybe against the Heat, but... Um, JT, you've been all about Embiid. How are you feeling about that? I'm I'm genuinely really devastated for him. Did you, Is he um, out for a while? Well, I think the minimum... So Clint Capella came back from a... So uh, obviously it's a fractured orbital, as all we know. Clint Capella came back from an orbital after two games. But I think that there's quite a, a wide range of what a fractured orbital yeah. means. And I'm quite suspicious where they're like, the doctors will reassess. But it's like, it's just an x-ray. Like, if you can't work it out in one night, go to a different doctor. Like, what doctor's yeah. been like, oh, just give me a few days? Well, the Philadelphia medical team is famously dodgy. And also, um, he did three mm. weeks was how long it took him to come back last time. He did the same injury, which is pretty amazing. But um, last time he was being rested, that was pre-playoffs. Paul, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could be a good move to, like, Slightly right. like like the Suns just did it right. They like didn't properly announce Devin Booker was going to play, and then I think they're in trouble for it. Like they just got fined or something. Twenty five. De- yeah, it's like that's not a lot to pay for a secret surprise tactic. We are like surprise. Joel Embiid is playing. 
someone, um, someone, someone on Reddit had, I thought, quite the funny observation that um, NBA injury reports shouldn't exist and it should be a complete mm. mystery who's going to play. And then like halfway through game one, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the start of the second quarter, Joel Embiid's music just starts like wrestling yeah. and oh, then I, he comes I, out of the tunnel. Amazing. But I think this with everything. Like, I think the the wrestler entrance would make all of life better. Like <laughs> meeting, like I was. Uh, we were just around with some some um, friends of ours, and so there was a bunch of little kids. And so the little kid that lives there, when the next family turned up, she starts getting real excited. And instead of being like Jimmy, hey, being like here's Jimmy. Jimmy's like music should come on, the light show should come on, and the little kid runs in. Every entrance to a party. Imagine yeah. a Zoom. Imagine a meeting where it's like the lights go off, and you're just like, oh shit, he's here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I I I 100. The only the only downside to the NBA is that it is annoying trying to play fantasy Premier League, and you're like, oh, my team's looking good this week. And then it's like surprise. Uh, I hate, only four, I hate only, four, only four of them are going to play. Not to and derail. You had, to you, had, you had no way of knowing. Like Paul, at least you... with fantasy basketball, it's like you know it'll say he's probably out or he's definitely out or whatever. You know. Paul, do you, would you agree that fantasy Premier League has killed fantasy sports? It's, um, like dumb, well, it's like dumbed it down. It's like Test cricket versus one day. It's no one will. Well, Got any interest well, we, anymore. Our league is different to the normal one because the normal one is where you can all have like, you know, you can all have Mo Salah, right? But our one is more like the NBA where you draft a team and there's only one Mo Salah and if you got to trade for him if you want him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but what, anyway, what, were you, what was your point about it? That oh, Just like no one, no one cares about fantasy basketball anymore because everyone plays Premier League and it's so easy. Oh, it's like, I just see like set and forget. But anyway, back to Embiid, yeah. absolutely devastating. But one, I'll tell you one person who's not whose fault it isn't, Doc Rivers. That, there's no way you can blame Doc Rivers for this one, okay? Absolutely no way. So See, don't I, even try I, it. A lot of people would blame him, um, JT, for his team being up 30 and still having his superstars in the game. And no it was way. kind of it was kind of like bullshit the way the foul happened because he was celebrating a dunk doing the jet plane and then... Siakam came down and kind of maybe a bit too aggressively elbowed him in the face. Like it did seem like garbage time minutes where he shouldn't have been playing. No, absolutely not. Never. Anything could happen. The Raptors could have come back there. Don't try and pin this one on Doc. <laughs> absolutely not. And but if I, you want to, if you want a really normal, relaxed place to hang out digitally, jump on um, the Sixers Reddit right now. Yeah. <laughs> Very relaxed and cool place. The other thing is, um, so are they are they hating on Doc completely? Oh, like almost like he should be he should be like murdered in the streets, and and I, I think like a, there's a good chance that he probably said to Embiid, "You should come out," and Embiid was like, "Nah, I want a showboat. I want to mm. be here on the phone." But like you're the adult in the room, right? Mm. It's it's Embiid's imperative to play every minute. It's your imperative as a coach to try and win a championship. Yeah, it is. It is shocking. Like just as Doc got over the. Um, getting grilled in the media and embarrassingly trying to defend his um, his bad record of losing series um, being up 3-1. He managed to beat the Raptors. They got a clean win away from home and he's feeling so good. And then this happens. It just feels like it's Doc's dream run is just absolutely, his reputation's crumbling. Um, maybe maybe we start there. Do we, or do, we, do we look back at series or do we, or do we start, start with um, Heat versus... Well, I've got a hot take that's burning my tongue, so I want to get it off. Get it off. Sixers to beat the Heat with no Embiid. Harden, he's, got, he's back to his best. You heard it here first. Okay, this is a real 360, oh no, 180 from you. Um, you were previously, I'd say, negative on Doc, negative on Harden. I would say the Heat are looking bad, and I predict them to get smashed by whoever they come up against the second round, probably Boston, or third round. But against this, I, I don't think the six, Sixers are looking good at all. What gives you that confidence, JT? A man by the name of B-Ball Paul. Do you know who I'm talking about? B-Ball Paul? Yeah. Paul I was Reed, high on backup center. I was high on him on the draft. 
Yeah. And I've gotten only higher since his name's become basketball poor. I think, honestly, he. I think they're going to go so well, Embiid might not even get another contract with the Sixers. <laughs> Embiid, uh, Harden's starting to look, honestly, in the best shape of his life. <laughs> and I like the fact that... Which isn't ta- saying a lot because he's never... Ex- exactly. <laughs> and I feel like he's taken my advice, which was Luca is a slower version of you. And Luka Doncic is still pretty good. So just like really slowly penetrate towards the hole. And that's what <laughs> yeah. he's doing now. No, he's okay. Played. Okay, mm. James Harden in his Thunder days was a weapon who the Thunder used as one of their best perimeter defenders until he moved to the Rockets and forgot about defense. Um, Paul, JT sounds drunk. Mm. What do you think? About the Sixers? Yeah, do you think the well, Sixers my, are going to without and, Embiid and, and they're going to beat the You love the Heat. In my bracket, I actually it was I, it was my craziest pick, but I had Raptors in seven over sixes, so I didn't even see them getting this far. But um, I think I'm going I'm going to go Heat for sure. Um, the Heat, the Heat, the heat, heat how much is like, Kyle Lowry out for? And the Heat looks the Heat's oh, offense looks awful. The Heat on paper should be great, but they just they they do disappoint. But they should be like like absolute contenders for sure, but they're just kind of not. JT, you've known for you've you've, no, you've been known for being a bit of a prankster and a bit of a tricky trickster. Can you sh- shed some more light on what you're saying and what's going on here? Because these takes are very very hot. I, I I think the heat are paper thin. Jimmy Butler, no faith. I think without I think with Kyle Lowry, championship contender. No Lowry, I honestly don't believe in them. Okay. Jimmy Butler, trash. Bam Adebayo is one of the best players Ooh. on the planet. Don't like don't like buckets. And I look, you know, my feelings on Duncan Robinson, greatest shooter of all time, but him and Tyler Hero, I don't be- don't believe belong on the court in a semifinal. Yeah, but neither neither does like ninety percent play of the players on the um on well, the. Let's, on let's the, put it this way: let's do a Sixers, let's do a Sixers heat draft, okay? No, no, not this again. Bam Adebayo, yes, no, no, is I'm number kidding. one. Bam Adebayo is one by a million Wait. miles. What, what, Sixers, what? Sixers heat. Yeah, six is heat. No, Embiid, Over Embiid. is number one. Oh, yeah. no, I'm, Embiid's injured, I'm saying. So with the guy, oh. assuming Embiid's not here. Oh, okay. But like, is this, um, can I say for the draft, is it you're starting your franchise or is it like just for this year? He means just for tomorrow. Just for the series. Okay, I'm taking Jimmy Buckets one. Over Bam? Yeah. Okay, well then who? Then who, who's two? Um... Harden. 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 Okay, then you put Bam. Yeah, probably. And then I reckon it's all Sixers players. Like, assuming, assuming Kyle Lowry's out, I don't think another Heat player. Who's that guy, Max Strauss or whatever, another German guy? Yes, yeah, Strauss. Strauss, yeah, he's pretty good. And then there's yeah, no one. Uh, one of the most trash rip rosters in terms of depth I've ever seen. Ah, oh, man, PJ Tucker. Oh, I think you know, P- um, sorry. Victor Oladipo, their like, strength is their depth, isn't it? Don't, I like just they, don't buy it. Tucker, I do believe. Their strength like, is to beat, to, culture. No, nah, to beat the Hawks, no, their, their culture's good. To beat the Hawks without Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler with Victor Oladipo balling out, that's depth. But, yeah, but Paul, I, I see the same data points and see the inverse. Hmm. I see Victor Oladipo balling out as the sign of how absolutely incredibly bad the Hawks are at the defense. Like one yeah. of the most historically worst defense to, uh, defending teams hmm. in the playoffs ever. Yeah, it was an interesting series because it was like one team that's like all D and another team that's no D. D wins. No, um, no. also the Hawks are not an NBA team. I don't know how these teams made the playoffs or what the playoffs were, but like we've seen some clown shows and it's been very entertaining. But can I just say, jumping across the Western mm. Conference for a, a moment, RIP to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are my favorite team. They have lovable players throughout the court. Mm, disagree. But- Hard disagree, but they they have Anthony Davis who's lovable, and then the rest of them are the most Edwards, hateable guys. Paul, so, sorry, sorry, Anthony Edwards. Paul, yeah, they got Anthony Edwards. Paul, you like the Golden State Warriors, aka Dickhead United. JT, what? you're talking about James Harden, Doc Rivers, and uh, the Philadelphia 70 shitters. All right, that ne- doesn't even rhyme, Minnesota. <laughs> have never been good. This is a constant losing team yes, that's put but- together this junkyard roster of hearty individuals led by Carl Anthony Towns, who just buried multiple family members 
is coming back from a funeral to play. We yeah. have um, that crazy guy who pushed Chris Ball in the back, Patrick Beverly. We have Anthony Edwards, the best rapper, basketball player in the world, ISO genius. Like this team, Malik Beasley, he's one of the craziest guys in the league. Minnesota Timberwolves. I, honestly, I'm sorry, sorry. I I watched two Timberwolves Grizzlies games, and I would have seen 25 minutes of Torian Prince on the court, and probably 18 minutes of those 25s of him like posting up. Like what? What? You're not a good team if you're playing. There's someone called honestly Jordan McLaughlin who looks like a computer generated player that's gone awry. A crazy yeah. beard on like a small head. And yeah. he, was like, oh, he was like their second best player. Exactly. Torian, if Torian Prince is your, like, honestly, you're going to Torian Prince regularly in the post, you are absolutely cooked. Well, well this, yeah, I, I think, yeah. like, I honestly think the Timberwolves need to trade, and I don't know who would they trade to, but needs to trade Cat and D'Angelo and put some pieces around Ant. Hard to I think Carl Anthony Towns... He's not the guy. Yeah, oh, I, I, I agree, yeah. And Carl mm. Anthony Towns going for like trying to embrace, you know, doing the um, Miami, you know, when they went the villain mode and they had the black uniforms and they were like really played yeah. into being the bad guys. It doesn't yeah. suit Cat. It's not good. Oh, that, there was that video when they bet the Clippers and Pat Bev was like in the locker room and then Carl Anthony Towns walks in and he goes, bad boys. And I was, it was nah, just the worst. You're, it good, was the you're worst a good thing. boy. Yeah, I was like, you're not. Embrace okay, good boy well, culture. <laughs> you, you guys didn't let me finish my thought because I, I think Minnesota is the team that everyone has to root for. And the team that you guys don't, the fact you guys don't get in behind the boys makes oh. me feel sick in my so, stomach. But, but, all, all I'll say is I, I was watching the Timberwolves game and the first play, there was like visible on-court, um, you know, like finger pointing at within the Timberwolves squad. And I was like, who is this guy that's like um, finger pointing and posturing and like calling people out? And it's Jared Vanderbilt. A guy, again, I've never heard of, and he's on there like, and I looked him up. He's like the dead last pick in the draft in 2018. He's, he's on there acting like Michael them. Jordan. That's why you That's why you love them, and they beat the evil Clippers, yeah. and, and they were the best. And I, no, I, I, but Guy, hear me out. If they were playing another team, I might have rooted for them. But to me, the Grizzlies are like, no, no. no. Okay, what? all I want why? to say is, I, I, you guys interrupted me. All I want to say is they should be the team that everyone roots for because it's Minnesota and they're such a bunch of losers. Yeah. But watching them play was a goddamn disgrace. Minnesota, uh, Memphis Grizzlies are a goddamn disgrace. Stephen Adams is a goddamn disgrace. Why? And, Wait, uh, he didn't even play, did he? He didn't play because he can't play because he's he's not a, a functional basketball player in 2015. I don't know how um, Memphis managed to get to the second season. Ja Morant is a goddamn disgrace. And, wait, uh, wait, why is he a disgrace? Because he sucks. Because no, they he Minnesota was the better team in the series, but they couldn't close out a game, so they met, they somehow managed to lose to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, who were just going to get swept by the Golden State Warriors. And that's how what I want to say. Nah, I want to say that I want to do some damage, man. Grizzlies how could they be some damage? And how could the how could Timbers be the better team if they lost in six? Yeah. No, I was I was just saying for like maybe like. 50s, oh, you mean? You yeah. mean the 15 minutes when Naz Reed, Torian Prince, and Jordan McLaughlin were dominating the NBA playoffs? It, yeah, every, that's, a, that's a hard team to beat. Every game, every game in the series, pretty much, the um, the Timberwolves yeah, led double digits yeah. in the fourth quarter and just blew it. And it was I, just like, it was pathetic to watch, and I'm glad they're gone. Um, they, they, they make their own misery, that franchise. But I don't think Memphis is much better. I do believe in Memphis. Like, I'm like, in two or three years' time, they might be good. But yeah. like the Atlanta Hawks, they're like, last year they were good, and then now they're garbage. Like the New York Knicks last year as well. Um, it's just it's just kind of fool's gold. And it's it's sad to see the Memphis Grizzlies in the second round, I think, a little bit. Shout out to Ja Morant, who did a cool dunk. But um, RIP to the Grizzlies. I think uh, Golden State is going to destroy them. I, will I think say the Grizzlies could be tough, man. You're underselling them. Based I, on what? Based on I, what have they done that's tough? Cool dunks. Cool dunks. No, they've just got such a cool team. I love their team where it's like all young guys. Like they don't have a single old player on their team. They have, for people who don't know, they've got this guy who's like, he must be like 14 years old. His name's Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. And he goes out there and just slaps people in the face. And he get, he fouls out in like 16 minutes every game. It's, but he's it's like funny. He's, he's one of the best 
He's one of my favorite players in the league, I reckon. Unicorn. I love it. Yeah, a shot blocker who shoots threes is the coolest thing. And um, But they've just got lots of good shooters. Desmond Bain, um, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, and then a guy like the sickest dunker of all time dribbling in and either dunking it or kicking it out. Like, it's flawless. And I will, I I will, I will say I weirdly agree with both of you. One... The Grizzlies are lovable, and the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. I know what you're saying. On paper, they should. We should root for them. It's sort of like if Elon Musk brought UNICEF. You know, like it's a good organization, but it's you can't support them anymore. But but the Grizzlies. What was a high quality joke? Did you pre-write that? That was lovely. No, nah, but I always got Musk on the brain. Um, <laughs> I, I will say though. I do think the Grizzlies are going to get absolutely destroyed and Steph Curry might average 100 points per game because Ja Morant might be the worst defender I've ever seen. No. Is he injured? He, no, like the he, worst defender you've ever seen is Donovan Mitchell for the goddamn... No, no, Ja Morant's worse. Patrick Donovan Beverly, Mitchell's worse. Pa- I, I guarantee D- Donovan Mitchell could at least stay in front of Patrick Beverly. Ja Morant's like not even trying to the point where I don't know if he's like hiding an injury. It's so bad. I'm trying I to never think. look. I never look at defense. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't talk on it. I just watch. <laughs> I just watch Instagram hoops highlights. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's funny. It's funny you should say that um, uh, because I, I think this this final so far, uh, Boston, uh, Dallas, is all about defense. Even Golden State Warriors obviously is putting the oh, claps on people. I owe an apology to Dallas, man. But also, yeah, you like, owe me one for, to me directly as well. Why? What did I say? Because I've been saying Dallas. I've been telling you for this whole season, Dallas yeah, is a yeah, real deal. I, I just basically, I was just like, the the sole thing was Jason Kidd for me. But um, because I actually when they did that trade, I got in trouble because people were saying I was crazy for saying it was a good trade getting Dinwiddie and um, Bertans. But um. They uh in my pick'em, I literally put and I know when I made these picks that um Luca was in a moon boot, but I put Utah in four. And and they I'm were just... like better without Luca. No, um, never... can I say can I say Dallas is not good? Um, JT, no one owes you an apology yet. I mean, maybe you'll be proven right in the next round, but like it, it was Utah lost that series more than Dallas won it. I'm glad that Dallas has some defense. I love Luca as a player. But I, I, Dallas is, is not yet proven anything just by winning a series against Utah. The most, the, the only team that's more depressing than Minnesota, who somehow managed to exceed their zero, uh, go worse than their zero expectations, is Utah, who managed to go disappoint three, four, maybe four, maybe five years in a row. Just so sad to see the end of the Mitchell and Gobert era end like this. Who do you, who do you keep if you're Utah? If you have to trade, if you're trading one, who you keep? I don't know. I, I loved your Minnesota idea. Yeah. But um, to, to just build around Edwards, because I, I agree, like trade towns. Uh, Utah, I just have no ideas. Yeah. Blow it up. Blow it. Just get rid of everyone, eh, and just go to but picks. I think they have the All-Star next year, though. Which are not great to be like. Yeah, right. Cellar dwelling. One thing, just um, briefly, sorry, just to go back to Timbles for a second. Um, here's an example of how what you want to do to be a cool villain. This is an example. After the Grizzlies won and wrapped up the series, um, Ja Morant did like, and Dylan Brooks did the gritty on the oh, logo. Yeah. Now that's yeah. been a cool, fun villain. Like yeah. um, Trey Young doing like the bowing when the Knicks are clapping. That's been a cool villain. So what yeah. the, what the Timberwolves should do in the off season is be like, if we want to do the cool villains vibe, like get a consultant in there. I'll I'll like work for them and be like, this is how yeah. you do it. Get Pat Bev out there. No one, like, be yeah. a villain after oh. you win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Surely, if anyone's going to be able to do it, Pat Bev should be able to do something crazy. What are that crazy stat that they only won when the protesters took to the court? Yeah. Well, they won three. It was three, and then every other time they lost, and it was because there was no protest. Shout out to those protests as well. Fuck ca- chicken cage farming. I think it was more about killing the chickens. But anyway, going back to the Jazz, I have never seen a team hate like so visibly hate each other to the point where like I felt like they were. Tr- I, I believe I, as much as I love the Mavericks, agree with your overall statement, guy. That it was more a Jazz loss. They, it was joyless. 
watching like them was just almost true. like they just wanted it over. Yeah, possibly. And why won't they pass it? Like, is the logic in a playoffs game that even if Rudy, because so anyway, so I, so I I'll, I'll step back. I heard someone regurgitate a podcast to me where they're saying that they should trade, um, that the Mavericks should trade for Rudy Gobert, right? But the the Mavericks are only good now because they've started playing at small ball five, yeah, sorry, small yeah. ball, and putting Luca at the five. And the gamble is very few teams have a dominant enough post player that they can make someone as big as Luca pay. Like Luca's not a great defender, but he's fine in the post, mm. right? He's not. He's a big unit. You don't want Rudy on there. You want Luca playing the five, and that's the Jazz's problem with him now, right? You can't just abandon all other defense. No, well, you, I will say this: um, Dallas's defense is elite at the. Or it was against the Jazz anyway. Who the Jazz? The Jazz are no, like, they were a good offensive team in the regular season. And, like, they did make some good players look quite average. But um, Rudy does have huge value. It's hard to know a player that limited who just can't do much on offense at all besides catch lobs. But 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 they're not passing it to him because they've, so multiple times he's got Luke or, or other mismatches. And they're not passing it to him when he's got post position. And my assumption is that they think that, the best outcome, what well, one he's probably going to fumble it. The best outcome is he catches it and gets um, fouled, and then shoots one of two. Like, or else, why wouldn't mm. they be dumping it to him all the time? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't really know, but like his defensive value is still crazy, and he's still. It's that's why it's so funny that um, uh, it's so funny that Dallas just rolled them that easily because he was elite in the paint. Like his defense was like absolutely. He allows nothing. He gets so many blocks. Like the Dallas doesn't shoot anything close to the basket, but it doesn't matter because the Jazz just every one of their other players sucks at defense. And it was Isaac Mitchell was the worst defensive player in the NBA. Here's something interesting. So they averaged in the playoffs 99 points per game. Dallas averaged 104.7. And then in the regular season, Utah's possessions. Per game was Utah, Utah, Utah. Oh, well, I feel like uh, you're getting uh, um, 101. So, like, if he just shot like 60% on free throws every possession and they just give it to him every time, that's more than math. 99 points. You do the math. <laughs> I'm not going to, but <laughs> don't know how. Yeah. Math's quite hard. Um, can I get while we're hot hmm. and uh, sizzling? Can I get some um, early predictions? Uh, Memphis Golden State Warriors. I'm picking a Golden State Warriors. Sweet. I know that's a mad dog. Sweet. That's a mad dog. But um, I, I think Memphis will probably get one. But I'm going to say, I, I just think that um, Memphis is not good in the fourth quarter either. That is better than shitty old, um, uh, shitty old. And I, and I understand that Golden State's very old. And I've predicted Golden State's to have an injury. But I'm going to come out and say that Golden State's just too crafty, too smooth. And they are... They are looking nice, even if Iguodala is injured. I'm predicting a four a four nil sweep. What are you guys saying in the second round? I'm absolutely devastated by the schedule, and I feel that like this is why I'm calling it a bubble championship. It's in. Um, I'm calling it now because if Golden State wins it, I want it known on the record. But <laughs> I, why? Because of the schedule? It's just like Golden State's got so lucky coming third with the Grizzlies at second. Yeah, it's like that's. That's a real unicorn event. Grizzlies are, uh, honestly, like I love them, but they are like a ninth or tenth seed. Whoa, you know, I disagree. I, I don't think they're very disagree. good. Wouldn't, wouldn't, um, wouldn't if God only they, also, if only they, they had 82 also... two games to um, test but themselves. The, but the NBA's problem now is like what everyone points out, right? The playoffs are just, it's the, 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 the delta between playoffs and regular season is so massive now. It's yeah, just right. not even the same sport. They, and they won't ever they won't ever have less games because the owners don't want to give up revenue. But they're going to have to do something drastic. My recommendation would make it a make it like a sixty four game Premier League style title race. You play every team twice plus a knockout comp, and the winner of the knockout comp you like you're trying to win that to get draft picks or whatever. And you're disadvantaged on your seating based on your seating on the table. So, so, wait, so to win a championship, you're just top of the table. Win the championship, top of the table, right? But if but then the knockout starts halfway through the season, and if your first seed 
at the first seed in the Premier League table, when the knockout starts, you get disadvantaged somehow, like you're on the Imagine bottom bracket. This. I've never heard of this idea before, but I just thought of it now. So it's like a regular season and you're like playing, you play everyone once and then like the bottom team gets <laughs> kicked out. Rubbed and it's in. like so there's like these deadlines and it's like slowly it. coming up and cutting the bottom person off and then until there's two teams left and they play in the championship game what 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 paul the, the problem is that would mean that the um the Atlanta magic would get eliminated like week two <laughs> no i think paul's <laughs> I a genius idea because that's how like all fortnite, like fortnite and stuff in. work there's like a little circle that gets smaller and smaller yeah and you've got to get into the middle Kids yeah, yeah. So, so it'd be like it'd be crazy, it'd be so exciting, frantic. Jason. Yeah, you're right. Some teams would have very long off seasons. AKA <laughs> <laughs> the Atlanta Magic. JT, so, my pick. Your idea, yeah. You, no, but your idea. Were you? How serious were you about that? Very serious. It seems so crazy. I just couldn't even. No, so, even close it to no, my brain. so, so, so you got to accept these things, right? Number one is this: the owners won't take less than eighty-two games because they'll miss money. So you've got to make up for eighty-two. Assumption two is. The problem the NBA has is playoffs is so different from regular season now. Like it's just not even the same sport. The teams all look different. They're so much better. So you want a straight race to the title, Premier League style, but then you want to make you want to have a knockout tournament. So go sixty four games or whatever, whatever the total teams are times two, then plus a knockout tournament. But the the Premier League style table races for the championship. So so What's the knockout the- tournament is for the draft pick. It's like for some other cool prize, yeah. It's more like it's more like the cup. The cup. They have yeah. the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and, my, and then they've got the cup. And my idea for the cup was that it, teams from outside the franchise could enter, so you could have non-NBA yes. teams trying to win their way in, and I that'd like, be so yeah. sick. So like Real Madrid could be like, "Yeah, I'm going to enter a team this year." Yeah, get um get the South Melbourne Dragons in, in there. Um, JP, so what was your prediction for Golden State versus Memphis? Uh, I hate to say this, I think it's going to be. Golden State four two. It pains me. I'm okay, really Paul, rooting for the Grizzlies. Paul, you're I'll, really um, you're really rooting for the Grizzlies. What are you going to say? Yeah, well, my pick him. I said Golden State in seven, but um, yeah, I, I'd say Memphis win two or or three games, two or three. Okay, okay. No so way, it's a sweep. No way, it's a sweep. Okay, well, it'll be it'll be four one or something. Um, uh, Jay. Uh, well, well, JT, you love the New Orleans Pelicans. Quick uh, RIP to them as they are eliminated by the Phoenix Suns 4-2, putting up a spirited did, fight. Did you guys see the video of them arriving at the training facility for their last day? No. Oh, it's worth a watch. Basically, all the staff lined were told to like line the corridor at the entrance and cheer and applaud when they each arrived. But it's kind of sad because you can tell they love, like, you know, Larry Nance... Um, Larry Nance Jr. comes and they're all like Larry, like going nuts, <laughs> chanting his name. But then like Valanciunas comes and they're like, "Yeah, who do, who else do they seem to really like?" Um, oh, Brandon Ingram is like yeah, a god. People he love him. Yeah, yeah, he comes in and they're like all hugging him and stuff. Um, I think CJ McCollum's first. I think they like him. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's worth a watch. But. Uh, I will say the Suns to me are like the are the same. You could say the same statement as you said. What about the Timberwolves? That there's just guys there that really have no rights to be on a playoffs, but it's the exact opposite result where they're like absolutely outperforming themselves. Like it's un- like unbelievably good to see Herb Jones, Alvarado. Like these are second round guys that should not be playing in the oh, playoffs. Oh, sorry, in the you, first mean, year. you mean you're talking about the Pelicans? They're like Pelicans. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I'm saying that as, as they're saying, you could say the same statement as the Timberwolves, right? Where it's like a bunch of no names. Absolutely thriving. Love Brandon Ingram. They should trade Zion. Yeah. They should they should uh, sign and trade him. Okay, that sounds mad. Um, it Although is that nice. video that video of Zion, did you see that where he was like really excited to play for the Pelicans next year? And everyone was like, it seems like he really means it. And I was like, no, it didn't. That, to me, that seemed like the most performative video I've ever seen. I, I watched the whole press conference and he was like nervously giggling at every question and yeah, looking yeah. weirdly to the side at all the time like yeah, he, he had a, said, a lawyer. He, he even said something weird where he was like, you guys know me and know I'm a man of my word and I can't wait to play here next year. And I was like, man, this is sounding dodgy as hell. Um, 
so when, when's the year when he can he can try and leave? Is is it next year or is it is it's he still contract? He has to play next year regardless. No, it's next year, but he would be the most insane person in the world to walk away from guaranteed five years if you've got if you spend the first two years. Like Kristaps yeah. Porzingis threatened to do it, and he's the first person that even came close, and he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, good point. Okay, so I, I'm going to say Zion is my. I don't want to get into this now because he's not even playing, but Zion is my most disliked player in the NBA. And it might not even be his fault because he's in JT. You look shocked by that. I know Patrick Beverly is the most disliked, and then and then Zion probably. But um, also that guy looks like Scooby Doo. Um, I don't know if he's still in the NBA. But um, not a dog. <laughs> hey. Do you mean Shaggy? The guy looks like Shaggy. Who's that? I hate that guy. Jack Lehman. Um, Kelly Olynyk. Oh man, how does he look like Shaggy? No anyway, how's anyway, he I'll say hated? This. Every time I listen to an, an, a, a top NBA analyst, they say this. They say, good on New Orleans. They've really built something here and they've got a young core moving forward. And every time I watch them, I say, no, they definitely don't. They're the Knicks of this year where it's like, yeah, they've had a great playoff run and they've looked promising, but it's built around um, fool's gold, like aging players. They've got CJ no, McCollum out it's there. it's not. You're wrong. It's not. The, the reason they're saying that is... It's not about CJ McCollum. It's around. It's Brandon Ingram, who's twenty five or whatever, and is legitimately one of the best scorers in the NBA. And then, yeah. her, then they're, what they're talking about is the likes of Herb Jones, who's what a rookie, one of the best defenders I've ever seen as a rookie. Alvarado, who has like got a massive Freddie Van Fleet energy, you know, like the sort yeah. of guy who thrives mm-hmm. in a playoff. But very lovable, know, very lovable, lovable, but still a good, a good find. And that Jackson Hayes, who's like a twenty two year old center. Yeah, that's what, man, that's what the, oh, people owe um, David Griffin an apology, I reckon. Because remember, like when the season started or even before it, like people were absolutely calling for his head and being like, yeah. it's the worst. Like, so for them to make the playoffs and then put up a good fight. No, no, but this is like, this is like when people think that mm. the Knicks are back or the Atlanta Hawks are good. Like, let's no, not guy, be fooled by the fact I, that they no, are. No, I disagree. But guy, the, the, the Knicks... They let Lonzo Ball walk for nothing to the Chicago Bulls. I, mean, I, don't, think think that, I don't think that's that crazy. I don't think it's that smart to give Lonzo a, like a max contract. I, mm. I'm sorry to say, but... He wasn't. But, he didn't get a max contract. You're, you're but, using a straw man argument. Right, but... Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ben Shapiro, but no, yeah. yeah um, guy, we're saying... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, I had nothing. So I was, the are not good, and they're no, not, not going to be good. I forgot my argument. Um, I was going to say, it's not fair to compare them to the Knicks, right? So before the Knicks season that was unexpectedly good, right, everyone spent months saying the Knicks are the stupidest team in the world. Why have they got like nine power forwards? This team doesn't make any sense. Then throughout the season, they were doing well, and people said, this doesn't make sense. This team won't be good in the playoffs. This team is outperforming and getting lucky. And then when they inevitably collapsed this season, no one was surprised. With the Pelicans, people were like, this team sort of sucks with Zion injured. David Griffin hasn't done a good job. Then over the course of the season, if that you look at all the rookies that they drafted are amazing. Jackson Hayes is good. And then CJ McCollum was a great trade. And the team is legitimately good. Hmm. They're not legitimately good. Uh, they, it's, it's, it's fool's gold. I, I'm enjoying a- a- Ingram, but I, I, I'm not convinced by him either. Congratulations to the Pelicans. In, in, in five to six years of bleak depression, they have had a nice moment. But I'm just saying, I hope it turns out for them. I do, but I'm, I'm very skeptical at best. Well, and uh, the Pelicans, who wins against the Suns? The Pelicans pass. I think Paul might have stated this, or I might have extrapolated this rule from something Paul said. But the Pelicans passed the sniff test to me, and that is that three to four guys on the court at any time can shoot a three. That is enough for me, and that at least two of them can defend the perimeter. Mate, the Atlanta, Hawks, on. The Atlanta Hawks have about 12 guys um, that can shoot a three. But, they didn't, but not that second part, defend the perimeter. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah you, you, you jammed on me there. That was pretty good. Uh, that was not a straw, man. That was a, a man made out of solid iron. Okay, um, picks Phoenix... Uh, Phoenix, Dallas. Um, let's let's let's. Oh, quick shout out to Chris Paul for shooting fourteen for fourteen to eliminate uh, New Orleans on the road. Like that's and, unbelievable. And also yeah. shout out to Chris Paul for instituting a curfew. But that did make me think. Like, why do you have to make that a rule that you don't go out the night before a game? Like that surprises me. That I yeah, thought that would be like a bit of a given. Who do we think that's for? 
I and think sons. I think it's I, Aiden with a hundred percent. It's directly <laughs> DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> I can I can take a stab at this with no information. I don't even know what. Tell me about the curfew. Does he call them up or send them a group text? No, so, like- so Paul, yeah. So Chris Paul said when they got to New Orleans for the mm-hmm. final stint of those games, he was like, "There's a cards room that's open till four. Because in fairness, I have read that NBA Wait, players have their, yeah, well, NBA players have their body clocks completely reset. Yeah. It's like a night shift thing. That's why it's like guys, comedians. They sent yeah, allegedly they can't um. They can't go to bed sooner. So Chris Paul was like, there's a cards room. There's a, a, a room for watching the games. You, otherwise, oh, man, you're this not, so fun. Yeah, it's like you're not I'm allowed. Really in, jealous. If you're not in either of these rooms, you've got to be in your hotel room by like whatever, 1 a.m. Oh, man, like they should have a movie room you, as well. not I guess the, the game gaming room should also be like um, movie watching or TV shows. Land, some oh, sort I, of land, Age of Empires land room. Paul, yeah. I like how all the reasons you should be jealous of the goddamn Phoenix Suns, and the reason you're jealous is because they have a cut of of like NBA athletes, and the reason you're jealous yeah. is because they have a cards room. Ah, but that sounds fun as heck. It does. It's like that, so does that, playing professional basketball and getting paid fifty million. Nah, but ultimately, it. it's about the off court stuff, like that iconic <laughs> video that resurfaced recently on Twitter, where there's that college player and he's played his last game, and he's his eyes are full of tears, and they're like, "What are you going to miss the most?" And he just breaks down and he like doesn't say anything for like legit 30 seconds because he's like, just crying. Cats. And then he comes up and he goes, going out to eat. <laughs> 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 and it's like, that is the best stuff. Is that you code know? for getting freebies? Nah, I think he's just saying like as a team, just team like you know, on the road and like going out to eat and just having, having fun. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, I hear you. But it's not a, you don't have to go out to eat. You could just have a, a room where you well, want to play cards. I'll tell you one guy who's not sticking to a curfew or a diet. That's Luca. And Luca <laughs> and Luca's about to bring it home, baby. I'm picking I'm picking Dallas four three. What? Is it a joke? Nah. Believe oh, it. Or seven. I don't hate it either. Because here's the thing. I've I've really understayed underrated Dallas and the Suns I've overrated. But I'm gonna stick with the Suns. I'm gonna say Suns and um, Suns and six. I will put a caveat on my pick, and that is that Mikael Bridges and the Suns are probably uniquely well set up to guard, uh, to to um, take the Mavs. If you have to double Luca, he's gonna destroy you. But I feel like Mikael Bridges is gonna do a hell of a job on him. Mikael Bridges is cool, eh? I Having mean... Mikael, Mikael and J- and Jay Crowder as the switches. Oh, yeah. Luca's pretty incredible. Yeah. Devin, Devin Booker and, mm. and Luca both coming off injuries makes me nervous. Like, you know, like I, I feel like one of those two players could be gone and it completely changes the gravity mm. of the series. But um, I am really looking forward to this. I'm also looking forward to Golden State Memphis. Like, I'm a hot take mer- merchant. But NBA basketball, anything can happen. Memphis steals game one or game two on the road and you're like, holy shit. The whole the dynamic changes. I think it's very unlikely, but you never I know. I can't handle any more Steph Curry in my life. I can't handle them winning. I I, I do enjoy, enjoy enjoy Draymond Green proving like it it sucks that he doesn't get enough recognition like in terms of defensive player of the year type stuff. He gets he so much recognition. Stop not talking in awards. That. Um, oh, yeah, Danny I, yeah. Danny Green had a quote today that was directed at you, JT. Danny Green, Steph has haters, which is crazy. He's one of the nicest, most religious, winning guys. There's nothing wrong with him. Mm. But that's why you don't like him. He's too he's too Mr. Perfect. He's too winning, yeah. <laughs> I like a guy on turmoil. He's um he's in turmoil. He's, he's, <laughs> it's it's just his vibe with Steph Curry. Like his vibe isn't great. I agree with JT. Like I enjoy Steph Curry and respect him, but like his vibe's a bit off. Um I like yeah, him. JT, it's 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 far from uh, JT, I feel like you're just strongly picking Golden State now and just praying for anything. But that, I I legitimately watched one game of the Golden State and they played some of the most beautiful basketball I've ever seen. Like even <laughs> even compared to their even compared to their heyday with KD, they looked unbelievable. Like just put, they play like footballers, you know. Like it's incredible to watch. KD, like, um, KD, KD wasn't their heyday. Their heyday was before KD the seventy two win season where they lost to the Cavs. But they yeah, lost. Like KD, KD was uh, was pretty ugly to be honest. It was just they were so good they just couldn't lose. Um. 
Can I go uh, Phoenix Dallas? I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to. Pick- How's their heyday not the point where they can't lose? So I'm really um, getting hung up on no, this. When you, you're talking about beautiful basketball, and oh like, no, I don't mean their heyday. No, I mean I mean they're back to that. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm saying they're back to the original Warriors before KD, where they might not have been as good championship wise. Yeah, it's it's it is it is it is exciting to it is exciting to see. You have always got to remember we I feel like we look at Golden State now, I guess because of their injuries as an underdog. They're the biggest salary in the NBA by a mile. Like they are I, I still I still just wait for one of them to break a leg and them to be out. But um uh, I'm gonna say uh just to wrap it up, uh Phoenix uh four two over Dallas. I'm really looking forward to that series. Um can I move back to the east? Uh, if you guys are okay with that? Mm. Yeah. Um, RIP to the Brooklyn Nets, uh, but I'm glad they're gone and don't really want to talk about them. Does anyone want to talk about them or not? Nah, who cares? Close the book. Uh, um, I I, I really hope Chris Middleton comes back, but even without him, I'm thrilled for Milwaukee, Boston. I I just, I'm Oh yeah. It's going to be exciting. I actually think this is the one matchup in the entire playoffs, East or West, that's not good for the Celtics. Ooh, I like that. I really, but I just don't see what their answer is. To Giannis, like every and without Middleton, it's going to be tough for sure. Any other, any other. Oh, how long is he out for? Think another two weeks minimum. Oh crap! Yeah, it's 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 the Middleton thing's a big thing. Um, Nate Duncan had the point that um, uh, uh, Middleton's the only guy who can run a screen and roll, and so uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are like really looking dodgy on the old offense, and I think that's a fair yeah. point. It's kind, it's kind of fun though that it's like two like defensive teams, right? Because mm. especially, like, especially when you've got one of the great coaches. I mean, Mike Budenholzer lists these types of moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say. Oh yeah, you go. Oh no, I don't think I was going to say anything. Uh, I, was, I, I I hate Jason Tatum, but I am enjoying watching him. Just have an absolute masterclass against the Nets. I know that's not. I always rubbish. I'm like they beat the Nets. The Nets are, turned out to be garbage. Um, but like, this someone's got to get some rewards for clamping um, uh, Kevin Durant. And like Jason Tatum is like, is he the next Giannis? Like, but it seems like a simple the- formula. I know it's a hard. I know it's not as easy because you have to find these players. But it seems like a simple formula. Just get as many wings, like over, like big sized wings that can guard a little bit and shoot. Mm. Like that's why do why that's would why you the magic are looking so good, man? Because <laughs> we're stack we're stockpiling them, and <laughs> the shooting's not quite there, but it's. I was going to say the magic tends to go really hard on one one side of the <laughs> equation, not really, and hoping they they leverage each other out. Yeah, yeah but they'll learn to shoot. They'll learn to shoot. <laughs> that is some um, shooting practicing, yeah. So I believe the Celtics. I mean, I I believe the Celtics going all the way to the finals. Yeah, I think I think that's everyone's prediction at the moment. It swings. Well, I felt like that was my, only my prediction. Yeah, I made that prediction okay. way, way back as well, if you check the box. Yeah, same here. Way, way back, I was saying Celtics versus Golden State, man. I was saying it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun series, I think. Yeah, uh, but, I, yeah, you, you've, got, you've, you've got to pick Boston. I, I'd go Boston... I'd go Boston 4-2. Without Chris Middleton, I think Milwaukee's in a bit of trouble. Didn't you guys, um, last year you guys, I'm pretty sure this time last year you guys were telling me how Giannis is the greatest player ever and no one could stop him. And now you're backtracking yeah. on this. Why, well, can't yeah. Giannis, why can't Giannis overcome Boston? I'm lucky no one listens to this podcast because <laughs> I flippity-flop around all over the, like a drunken sailor. But like I would be, I would definitely, I pick Milwaukee at the start of the series, and I would pick Milwaukee again if they had Middleton. But without him, I'll go Milwaukee. But without, I honestly, you didn't yeah. even know Middleton was injured. No, I didn't. But um, but to me, <laughs> this is the hardest one to pick. You also but, picked Boston earlier. Yeah, I did. But well, but now now JT's <laughs> saying no one's picking Milwaukee. But um, I uh, I do think Giannis is the best player in the league, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, one of them. That's not really a hot take. Giannis, but, um, Giannis is going to have 40 points 50. a game and they're going to lose he's most top, of the games. Top 50. Um, but uh, but I, I'm always a believer in that it's not about necessarily the superstars. It's about depth and how you play as a team. Um, yeah. I feel like every year it's 100% about 
Superstar. Disagree. Everyone was like talking up Brooklyn. Like all I've heard about is Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and I said they're not good. And then they get Paul, swept. They don't even win a single game. Yeah, but, but 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 Paul, they're not the only team that has superstars. I mean, like they're declining stars. I mean, Giannis is in his prime. Um, uh, like last year, it was Giannis, and he narrowly overcame the mm-hmm. favorites, Brooklyn, who were injured, but like Durant. And yeah. then, like most most years, it seems to be the superstar team that seems to pull it out, right? Like, mm, I don't know. Look at superstars, James man. and AD. Like every team that worked, there's no who's who's a team that's winning a championship without superstars. Um, Toronto Raptors, they had Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but the thing is, when you win a championship, you like you become a superstar. Who's oh. who's who steps up? Who's Good stepping up? Here. Um, with Chris at Middleton out as like Wesley Matthews. Pat. I don't even know, I don't know who's on that team. Fucking Grayson Allen. The, oh, sorry, he's my most hated player. It goes Grayson Allen, Zion Williamson, and then Patrick Beverly. Grayson Allen is like a key cog in the god. I, he'll probably be running the pick and roll for them hmm. in the goddamn Milwaukee Bucks. It's, it's sad to see. Yeah, looking on paper, Milwaukee actually does look kind of sad. They need Dante DiVincenzo. What happened to that guy? Oh, it's Jordan Noir time. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> Watch J- Jordan Noir if he gets on the court. He'll turn some heads. JT, a wild prediction for you in this series? No, I've already picked. I'm picking the, the Celtics. Yeah. The and Celtics I don't know if you, on paper I, look way better. Guy, I don't know if you're no, joking that Dante DiVincenzo looks just like Pat Connington, but Dante's in the Kings now, isn't he? Yeah, he got traded, um, but they, they, they could have done with... Uh, re-signing him now that i mean they just they just lack depth it's one bloody- of the few one of the few not only good goaties but one of the few um white man goaties that i like dante DiVincenzo. i don't think there's many other goaties that i've ever liked but i really like his whole look he goes for the like quite pencil thin mustache and really full goatee is he is he white I, yeah i guess he is well okay so i'm not saying white by ethnicity pale complexion i should say yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know I don't this. I don't know. He this. sounds Italian. <laughs> and what are Dante Italians considered? Did you guys yeah, see the um, Did you guys see the white guy on the Los Angeles Lakers got a sneaker deal? Who? Um, McClung. <laughs> yeah, McClung. Or the, or, or the guy from Succession. Who the hell? Who's McClung? No, no not McClung. McClung's that's the guy from Succession, Paul. He's the guy that I thought was potentially just Austin a- Reeves is the guy. The guy from Succession. Who, but, look, um, who looks like an Adam guy? Who got the shoe? Austin Reeves has got a shoe deal, oh, not no. like a not a signature shoe, but he signed on, which is just so funny to me. The one white guy, and I'm sure all the players in the Lakers have shoe deals, but he has signed with a brand called uh, Team Rigora. R I G O R E R. He's got the his 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 shoe is called the Rigora War Ender 1.0 Pro. He, he wow. is honestly one of the most shocking-looking basketballers. I, I, I just can't get over that. I genuinely thought when he first played that he was like a make-a-wish guy. <laughs> he doesn't look athletic. He looks like tallish, I guess, but he looks constantly oh. at it, like bewildered by what's happening to him. I was absolutely shocked by the pace um, Kevin Herder showed the other day. He like oh. burned on the court and did a dunk, and I couldn't believe it because I was like, man, that just looks like some guy I – like I went to high school with. Yeah. The funny thing is that Kevin Herter, if we saw him in real life or like he'd be like the greatest athlete we've ever witnessed or if he yeah, played yeah. in the Italian league. But yeah, compared to NBA athleticism, uh, he is a, a dirty dog. Um, the Man, wheel- I, want these, I want these Austin Reeves shoes bad. <laughs> Are they cool? I'm going to do a quick review. They're not, they're not cool. They look like the, um, they look like a knockoff, like um, that brand that, um, uh, that, Splash Brothers wears um, big baller brand. No, um, no, three sixty. What's that oh. brand? Uh, like, yeah, I don't know. The wheels are coming off this podcast. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah, I feel like we've done a, we've done a good one. Nah, man, I need these Austin Reeves. I actually shoes. think these are quite cool shoes. They've, yeah. They're actually they're quite nice. They've got like a I cool kinda, wave design. I wish they didn't have colors. that target thing on them. But other than that, so so they're called the War Ender. Like. Especially to release them during like a famous, well-known war, it just it seems inappropriate. Yeah, but that's no, but you've got to that's why he's wearing that. them. 
Yeah, the ambition. If everyone in the world wore war enders, do you really think there'd be another war? Um, I appreciate you guys. Any any final comments or takes? We didn't really talk about um, Miami, Philadelphia. We didn't make predictions. We had predictions for that. Uh, Miami in uh, six. Philly in four. Philly four three. Harden to score fifty points for the first time in three years in game one. And then... I think Harden's going to get um like have a really tough time of it. But someone no, else no like way. Maxi Maxi's going to score sixty. Maxi will have a sixty D- point game. Tyrese Harden's, Maxi- Harden's going to average twelve points a game. Tyrese Maxi might need to get at least one dribble move. Like his only move is just extreme pace, which I really oh, respect. But it's very strange. Jarring. I love watching him. To me, he looks like not a Make a Wish kid, but definitely a kid. He looks like um like Mike, like he like he like he doesn't he know bounced- his powers. Yeah, he's like bounding around, like, but he's also just having so much fun, seemingly. Like, he's got a big smile, and he's just like his hair's flapping around. I love to, I love, I love that guy. I, I, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go Miami in six, but I think we can agree whoever comes out of that series is probably gonna get stomped by probably Boston coming out of the other side, right? I don't Possibly. know. I like, the, I like a healthy Heat still. Yeah, what? healthy Heat is scary. No, it's sure. not. Anyway, it's scary. On paper, it's scary, and if it's scary on paper, then it could be scary on paper. Is the most scary thing there is, most scary (laughs) material. I'm just saying, down the end of the games, when the players they go to are Jimmy Buckets, um, what his surname is literally is literally Buckets. He can't. His middle name is G, and the G stands for Gets. Yeah, and I will say, as much as I hate Jimmy Buckets, he is to my in my eyes very clutch. I don't know if that. He hasn't, been clutch, he hasn't been clutch in about four years. Um, the other four player years. is Tyler Hero. And then they were going for a guy we forgot was in the NBA. Um, Strauss. And... Strauss in the house. Anyway. Um, Paul, any any just quick tidbit of magic mayhem before we go? Um, well, the draft is fast approaching. <laughs> and it is that exciting time of the year. where um, who we, There's a lot of talk online. Who are we going to take? I haven't done any deep digging, but currently, after a first quick glance, Jabari S- Smith is my guy. Paul, didn't, um, the, didn't the fan base get quite um, scarred by the dropping in the picks last year? Oh, we, you, we dropped guaranteed, every year almost. Are we guaranteed top three this year? How does it work? It's not guaranteed, oh, I don't think. Yes, oh, I, think we could, I think we could fall again. Like, um, your chickens. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I think is even worse is if the Magic get the first pick, which they've got a historical great history with, with Dwight Howard and Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. If they get the first pick and they have to pick that white guy, <laughs> um, and then they've got the white guy, they've got the divorced family, they've got Jonathan Isaac. It's just an absolute shit show. I don't think they'll take that white guy. Don't tell me he's not a big man, is he? He's a big man. Oh yeah. no, 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 no. And he's if, like I was see, if I was the GM, if I was the owner of a team, I'd have two rules. I'd set, I'd set um, points up limits, right? So if you're up 50 points in the second quarter, everyone off. If you're up like whatever, 30 points in the third quarter, everyone off. I'd also set a rule that's like, don't draft, until proven otherwise, don't draft, draft a polished big man white guy. Like, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, this has never worked. What's the guy's yeah. name? Is his name like Hunter or something as well? His name's oh, Chip Holmgren. Oh no, Adam Morrison. Are you sure it's not Adam Morrison in, disgu- in disguise to have one more crack at it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it makes me sad. I, I was rooting for Adam Morrison and the Bobcats. Um, what a what an enjoyable podcast, Paul. It's good to have you back. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Any time. <laughs> I have just looked up Chip Holmgren, and I am totally reversing my position. This guy looks like the man. <laughs> I love him. He's crazy looking. Describe yeah, his look. Describe he's crazy look. looking. He's just got he's so one of the wi- one of the wildest looks I've ever seen. He's got like a goatee where it's like not even growing out. It's like a number three, like five o'clock shadow almost, but just in the goatee region. He mm. looks like he looks like um he could be related to Machine Gun Kelly, which is a good. Oh, guy. definitely. And he looks like he's permanently every photo looks like he's got black eyes. Yeah, mm. yeah, love yeah. him. I'm all in. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong. Um, he looks maybe, a bit like me. Like I reckon the big risk with him is that he's going to have to retire in like a year because they find out like, <laughs> you know, like his body's like fragile or something. You know, yeah, he's going to. He's got like 
or is it, is it hard issues or something? Something's going on there. Um, I, I see that Joel Embiid burned to try and um, diss uh, JT, but he didn't. Not taking the bait. He was yeah. in too deep, and and I will say I I'm disgusted at Raptors fans for cheering Joel Embiid's injury, even if they didn't know it was a serious injury. It was still and the commentators, the Raptors commentators, bunch of what a bunch of dickheads. Love the Raptors though. Um, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I never do that. Never. I'm number one Chet fan on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see you later. Thank you very much and good night. I used to be jealous of Mary Follow. You're taking every game personal. I'm about to sit down. Wow.